We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I just really wanted to call you the Wando Whisperer. <laughs> Yeah, don't know about it this week. Hmm. I'll go on the record and say Wando's going to score this week. Boom! Oh, there's there's the, the real Wando whisper right there. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Basil. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about Major League Soccer. We've got a 11-game uh, a slate, but at least for FMLS purposes, we've got FC Dallas playing twice. Montreal Impact are off. Um, the Dallas-Chicago game starts in about two and a half hours, so... If we can somehow get this online before MLS uh, fantasy lineup lock and somebody can listen to the whole thing by then, well, well done to everybody. But we're probably not going to talk much about that game other than the context for the Dallas game later in the week, unless you guys have some revel- revelation about tonight's Chicago-Dallas game. Nope. 
Yeah, I think uh, Chicago's in a good spot here. It sounds like Dallas. We talked a little bit about this before the podcast. It sounds like Dallas is going to roll out several non-regulars. So, um, and Chicago doesn't play again, I think, until June 4th is what I saw. So yep. I think they're going to come out strong tonight and probably get a result here. All right. All right. I like that. Um, there is a DraftKings Thursday-Friday slate that I think we should skip since nobody is going to be able to take advantage of it other than possibly going heavy on Chicago. But um, we'll note that Maxi Rudy didn't make the trip to Chicago. We are hoping it's because he's just being rested for this weekend as opposed to some injury that will keep him out then as well. Uh, but let's jump into Friday. We've got um, a Friday uh, early Saturday slate, two games, Toronto hosting Columbus, and then the Saturday game is Seattle hosting Portland. Uh, normally we'd have, <clears throat> I mean, we already have some pretty high price guys on this slate, but we're missing Javinko and we're missing Josie. Not that he, well, he might get in the conversation, but we still have Ladero and Dempsey, Valeri, Adi, and then the Columbus guys who are a little cheaper, but um, still get plenty of attention. So, uh, JD, what do you think about the crew at Toronto? I really like the crew at Toronto because it's I can't really envision Toronto's attack being all that uh, threatening. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be tough for them to keep the ball. Raheem Edwards is a little bit more of a speed kind of guy. Um, so is Toe St. Ricketts, even more so. Um, so I, I think Columbus is going to have a lot of uh, opportunity for possession. That's what they're strong at to begin with. And uh, they've been a really dangerous attack. It feels like they've already played Toronto multiple times. Uh, I guess it's probably been twice, but it feels like three times at this point. So, um, yeah, I think they the f- opponents are kind of familiar. We've seen that uh, both teams can score against each other. So I, I'm, I'm looking to the regulars here for Columbus. Iguain, Miram, Ola Kamara. Hmm. Skylar, do you have the same I- read? I do. I think uh, Toronto is probably not in the best spot here, and I think Columbus can take advantage. So I guess maybe to add one more from Columbus that I like, Waylon Francis has been serviceable lately. He's 4,400, been putting up double digits lately, so I'll probably look his way again. He burned me in FMLS whenever they had their double game week. Not that he burned me, but I think, <clears throat> I think he had one big, one okay game and then didn't play the second, so... Not that I hold that against him for DraftKings, but I slightly hold it against him anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, for DraftKings, he's he's been pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so does Toronto's kind of lack of finishers, at least in Javinko and Josie, make you guys not even think about Victor Vasquez? No, I mean the attack has to run through him, so he's definitely on my radar still. Um, I think it's going to all depend. Because he's uh, significantly cheaper than most of the other playmaking midfielders, yeah. it's going to kind of depend if I, I need to drop down or if I can squeeze in uh, maybe Ladero, Valeri, and Miram or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have to check that out. I haven't really tried any combinations yet. And really it's kind of futile to throw together combinations without seeing the value plays for Toronto. Um, but... We'll have to see. Toronto did play midweek, which is kind of interesting. They had the Canadian Voyagers Cup, I uh, I believe. I didn't get a chance to check out their lineup quite yet, but I'm clicking on it as we speak. <laughs> Zach they Steph- lost to, to Ottawa. Yeah, they lost to Ottawa, yeah. Zach Steffen at 3,900 seems pretty good for a 
Toronto side without their two best playmakers or yeah, finishers. Especially because there's goals in the other game for sure. Probably for both sides, I'd be shocked if there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think if you need to really plant your flag in this game and you have a, a great Toronto defense against a Columbus defense that really isn't going to go up against any super threatening attackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's speaking of that next game, Skyler. What's the call between Ladero and Valeri, or is it both? Uh, it's- no, it's got to be Ladero for me. I uh, mentioned it last podcast and maybe even the one before that, that with Guzman on set pieces now, I think Valeri's value has taken a big hit. So mm-hmm. I just can't And then he scored and told you to shut up. <laughs> yeah, he scored and I think Guzman still almost outscored him at half the, the cost. So I'm still probably favoring him over Valeri. Definitely if it's between Ladero and Valeri, it's Ladero for me. Um, even you know, two K more than Valeri, I'm I'm still paying that much for him. Uh, looks like Ladero had 19 points without a goal or an assist against Salt Lake, so kind of speaks for itself there. Um, and then in that same price range as Valeri, I'm gonna probably be looking for Dempsey, trying to find a way to get Dempsey in my lineup, even though he was a big letdown last game. He missed a PK. Um, but I feel like he bounces back here, and I'd probably play him over Valeri. What do you think about Dempsey versus Fernando Adi? I'd still go Dempsey there. JD? Yeah, I agree with Skyler on all of that, actually. Wow. Um, I think Ladero's clearly a better play because he's on the set pieces for sure. He's also at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Dempsey, of course, also at home. Adi's on the road. Uh, Portland one of the worst defenses in the league right now and Diego Chara is going to miss this game because he picked up a, a red card in Montreal so their defense isn't getting any stronger they were already one of the worst um, so Seattle I think has multiple goals in them um, as much as I like Valeri and Adi I think this week I'm even considering Justin Miram as being a straight up better play than Valeri wow I didn't think I'd ever hear the di- see the day that you weren't all over them. Um, in well, the, you know I like Miram as well. Yes, he's, for sure. He's for my sure. guy. Uh, if you had to, would you rather fill your forward spot with a $5,400 Darlington Nagby or a $5,700 Will Bruin? Is Bruin hurt? I think he might have hurt himself last game, but I could be making that up. He only played nine minutes. Did he sub on or start? That sounds like... Well, I guess that's true. I don't know if it's either one. I could be totally making that up. But anyway, uh, the answer is not Will Bruin. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, I'd probably go Nagby over Bruin. Mm-hmm. Uh feel like Nagby's, even though he only had two points last game for the game before, I feel like he's always in a better spot to pick up more points than Bruin. I think you called him out a few weeks ago when he – turned up with zero points across 90 <laughs> minutes not just that's zero so points. hard to do <laughs> right yeah zero zero nothing across the board so. right not even like a yellow card took out some small contribution it was literally he uh did sub on though in this last match so the nine minutes was not uh an early uh, okay gotcha i made uh, it up <clears throat> yeah uh, i think t- if you're gonna go there then you gotta consider raheem edwards especially if he starts mm-hmm. friday night um he's 
4900 so a little bit cheaper than all those guys and i think he'd probably probably be just as productive or in just as good of a spot as as those other two guys i was actually yeah, going to mention a... jordan morris at 59 oh jordan morris yeah i actually like morris a lot especially if he's up top and my whatever intuition about brewing is correct <laughs> But Raheem Morris got a red card, or Raheem Edwards, sorry, got a red card on Wednesday. Is I that... think he he can still play in right. this one. But just interesting to know. Hmm. So he was th- partially rested, almost you could say. <laughs> well, it was in the ninety second minute, oh. so no. But oh. um, what was I going to say? Oh, I think uh, the two guys I'm looking for to see if they play for Toronto would be. Um, Jordan Hamilton and Jay Chapman. Mm-hmm. I think they're two two cheap guys that can definitely get us some points because we're definitely going to need some salary relief if we're pulling in all these big guys in Dempsey, uh, Ladero, whoever you pick from Columbus. And I, I definitely still want to try and fit in a Portland guy. So I, I don't want to discount them at all. It's just they're not the top priority here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have to get someone super cheap. And maybe it's a, a week where you – Literally just put in a midfielder because he's three thousand dollars or whatever. <laughs> well, Guzman's still pretty cheap at forty-seven. I mean, that's almost a must-play at this point. Yeah, I'm all aboard the Guzman train. It's it's crazy to me. I mean, it's hard to watch him play because he seems like he's fouling every other. <laughs> he's kind of a train wreck. Yeah, right. He's like but worse, Jermaine Jones. It's just nuts to look at his his game logs. He's got a yellow card in back-to-back games, but he's still hit fourteen points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just watching the game, you see Valeri or Blanco, if they're near the corner flag, then it seems like they're going to take it. But then they'll they'll just make way for Guzman to step in and take it in the sets. It's rightfully so. The service has been spot on, too. So I can see why he's taking them. Um, but, yeah, I love the play for, for that price. Hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with it in cash games, but it's also worth noting, like, he doesn't have – I don't think he had a big game at the beginning of the year. I can't get box score that far back, but – he doesn't have a single game more than 14 points all year. So there's somewhat of a ceiling there. Um, he took four shots last week. That, that seems to help. And that's that's more than most of the season combined. Though. Yeah, it might be all of them. Uh-oh. He slammed the crossbar on one of them, too. It was a heck of yeah. a shot. So he's, an, he's actually an okay player. And, I mean, defense or offensively, rather, he's not that bad. It's just not his role. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It's tough for me to play him in a tournament lineup, that's for sure, because he's just getting you a, a safe floor. Um, and I think there's ways to construct lineups that give you a, a better chance of a high score um, for tournaments. But in cash games, yeah, he's hard to ignore for sure. Um, I think it's kind of like the Godoy train that everybody jumped on, though, that I was kind of <laughs> saying calm down. Kind of the, the same thing here. And Guzman's no Godoy. Hmm. Anybody like Jovan Jones at 5,500? Love him. Yep. He's the best uh, fullback in the league this year by far for fantasy purposes, it seems like. Mm-hmm. it's almost There's almost no contest. He's been so good. Yeah, I think that says it all. How about that? Uh, all right, let's jump to the Saturday slate. This is the main one. Uh, DraftKings is going a little bigger for MLS, which is nice. We've got a $2,000 guaranteed golden boot. Um, we got a thousand bucks for the four dollar. Was that a sweeper? So, you know, with uh, there actually is a a European interleague slate um, earlier in the day that is essentially the same, roughly the same. 
in terms of guarantee. That's a bunch of Serie A and the FA Cup final. That's only two uh, Serie A matches, excuse me. Um, so anyway, hopefully this is like the start of bigger MLS pots. Um, but obviously they need to fill in order for people. I feel like I work for DraftKings now, but selfishly I just prefer bigger MLS pots. So I'm trying to get everyone to join. Um, but the so the slate is starts at seven o'clock Eastern with Vancouver. Excuse me, Vancouver hosting DC, which sounds pretty awful in terms of actually watching this match. Can either of you convince me otherwise? Uh, Vancouver's yeah, Vancouver's probably the better team. They've been hustling lately. They've been playing uh, pretty well. They just don't really have a, a ton of prolific players. Hmm. So I think the game will be pretty open because Matias Labas is out in Vancouver's midfield. Yep. Um, so if anything, DC has a, a little glimmer of hope, but DC just had, I think, a three-game homestand, and they scored zero goals, <laughs> didn't get a single point. Um, so yeah, the DC is one of the worst teams in the league right now by far, uh, which makes Vancouver look capable, and they may not be capable really. I was a yeah, little... definitely. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. Just going to add to what JD said. I definitely think you got to consider Vancouver, even you know, attack and even in the back. Um, Bolaños and Tachera have been pretty good lately. Um, you can get Tachera at a little bit cheaper than Bolaños. He had 22 points last game. I think Bolaños hit 24, and so both of them have that attacking upside to, to hit 20 plus points. Um, and they're probably going to be low owned, so. I like both those guys this game. I do like Montero again, even though I think he missed a PK last game. It was a little little bit of a letdown, but he did get off five shots. And I just I think DC is vulnerable right now, so I like Vancouver in this spot. I like Shannon Williams in the back. And then, yeah, if you've got the, the cash to afford Usid, I like him as well. I was kind of shocked at how low you guys ranked Freddie Montero this week. But maybe I'm just putting... Or, you know, maybe I'm putting too much into how bad D.C. is. But, like, cross-country trip, uh, how plus how bad they've been playing, like, it seems like it's a perfect recipe for Freddie Montero. I just kept looking at Freddie Montero versus these other players that uh, I ranked ahead of him, mm -hmm. and it was like, there's no way I can put Freddie Montero <laughs> ahead. Like, C.J. Sapong right now, or even Fernando Adi in a big rivalry game. Christian Ramirez, uh... I guess they're, what, hosting Orlando. So that's not a great matchup, but he's been in good form. And, I mean, then it gets into the heavy hitters, Nikolic, Ola Kamara, Dempsey. Yeah, so I just look at Freddie Montero as, like, a kind of a dice roll every time I play him. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he's their kind of forward that's they look to to score, but he's really not a, a pure goal scorer. He's, he's not really built to be the target guy, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. He's more built for like a front two or a front three, and he's combined for, what, 18 points in four games. That's pathetic for a forward. Yeah, he's knocking out the door, though. I could see him break through at some point with uh, with a brace and feel like he's he's just about there. I think uh, DC is the team that he could probably do it against. So for 7,000, though, that's that's for me, that's the, the main thing that jumps out is just the price. I think if you're looking at some of these other guys and 7,000 is pretty nice for a, a guy that's front and center like he is with a good matchup. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's a lock for me, but I 
think I rolled them out last weekend in a couple of lineups, and I'll probably consider doing it again this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I think one other thing to say about this game is nobody's going to use DC players, but, I mean, a guy like Lloyd Sam hasn't been that bad lately, so I would consider putting him into a lineup. He has seven or more crosses in the last three games. Um, and DC still have, like, the pieces that were, were part of the team last year that went on a good playoff run um, or a good end-of-the-season run to even get into the playoffs. So I... There's not a ton of heavy hitters on this slate. We just talked Seattle, Portland, Toronto, um, Columbus. They're all – and Dallas, none of them are on this slate. So and NYCFC, mm-hmm. Atlanta. There's like a lot of the great teams we always gravitate towards. Their players aren't here. So it, it's kind of a – you're going to have to pick someone a little bit off the wall, I feel like. And maybe it's a D.C. guy this week. Who knows? Hmm. Feels like one of those – Premier League slates that we had late in the season when like West Brom, Swansea City or something. Yeah, with some one of those horrific ones when like one of the good teams would play the early game on Saturday and then everybody else played Sunday. So yeah. Exactly. A lot of West Brom, Hull, Watford. Right. Uh well the next game should have at least names that we would more consider Red Bulls hosting the Revolution. The I I just can't I have no idea what's going on with the Red Bulls, but it's getting to the point where I keep saying like, oh, like that's a good price for Kledgedon because, you know, oh, it's it's Kledgedon. Uh He's at 7,900. But like, he's really not doing it. He had eight points last week with an assist. And it's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can keep doing it with him. Although home against New England feels like the time to do it. What do you guys think about him? Yeah, I still have a little bit of faith. Last week was disappointing, but it's a good Toronto team. This is a also doing decent New England team, but I, it's still New England. I I think they locked down their defense a little bit now that Kuasi is healthy. Um, they really missed him last year, and he seems to be getting into the thick of things. He's a, a pretty good defensive midfielder, but the the Red Bulls just still they they have a lot of talent. I think Kleshin's going to have to step up here. Um, yeah, New England are, are letting in goals, and I believe one of their center backs, Angua, is suspended for this week too, which always helps. He is, yes. Um, Scott, do you still have faith in the Red Bulls? I do. I'm with JD. I actually think this is a really good spot for them. I felt like they were going to turn turn things around last week, but I really feel like this is the spot that they can't afford to uh, – to not to not get three points in this one. I mean, it's the Revs at home. They've had a couple of a few games at home that have been pretty bad results. So I just don't see them letting this one slip through. And uh, a light question. I don't know if I'm gonna have room for him on the slate because there are a few other high-priced guys. And yes, he's he's fairly reasonably priced, but there's a handful of guys I'd say that are within that same price range that I like a little bit more. Um, and then even BWP, if you're talking about from the Red Bulls, even from the same team, I like BWP a little bit more, and he's what he's uh, eighty six hundred. Mm-hmm. So, really like both of those guys, but I'd say I like BWP a little bit more just because of the the goal scoring upside that he brings, and feel like the Red Bulls are going to score some goals. So, mm-hmm. if I play either of those two, then I'm probably going to try to fit him in. Do you feel like they're as motivated as they were last week? 
Oh yeah, I feel like they're even more motivated than <laughs> than they are. I mean, right. they're yeah. No, I think that they've got to be motivated. Um, just I'd say anybody that's a Red Bulls fan or has kind of been keeping up with the Red Bulls is is seeing where things have gone downhill since Dax left. So they've got to start getting the results soon. Or I think I mentioned something happening to Jesse Marsh if that if they don't get the results. So. I uh, wouldn't be surprised, especially if they lose to the to the Revs if Marsh isn't wow. on the chopping block. They're still above the red line, though, man. <laughs> I read today that they've given up on on the supporter shield and that they're basically just going to focus on MLS Cup, which obviously that's, puts the red line pretty much in their view. That's pretty pathetic when we're only a third of the way through mm-hmm. the season. That's what I was thinking. And they're, they're nine points back. Ma- they're nine points out, yeah, and they probably play Toronto two more times. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous, especially <laughs> when they have one of the the deepest teams in the league. They've already given up on supporter shield. Come on. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not to the point to where Marsh would would get cut, but it just, I guess, from a fan standpoint, like I'm not a Red Bulls fan or anything, but it's just frustrating to see them just mm-hmm. tear a team apart like they did. They look awful. Uh, Chris Tierney, anyone? They're just not the same. Yeah, I guess. Did Probably we lose? not on the road. Oh, there we go. Not on the road. Okay. Lee Wynn? Did we talk about Lee Wynn? We didn't. Uh, that'd be fine. <laughs> I, Diego Fagundes has been so good. I just always look at Lee Wynn and say, why don't I just use Fagundes and gets a midfielder I like better than Win in that upper price range. It's not like he's getting a ton of crosses, so they're kind of the same player at this point in terms of potential. Fagundes is $2,100 cheaper. Right, and like Lee Wynn's beating up on teams like DC and RSL, but is he having like great output against good defensive teams? Not really. Mm-hmm. It looks like his biggest games were, yeah, RSL, DC... At Portland, which Portland is one of the worst defenses, like I said earlier, and Minnesota, Minnesota. who at that point were one of the worst defenses in history. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Give me a break with Lee Win this season. I know he's producing, but Fagundes is legitimately good. He's playing. He's been winning GPPs. He's he's been playing lights out. I've been saying it for over a month. Um, and yeah, back to the defender. Instead of Chris Tierney, I'd rather have Kamar Lawrence for $200 less. Mm-hmm. I like that call. New England kind of plays narrow. They don't really uh, spread the field on the wing too much. So I I don't want to call it a diamond, but a, a little bit of one. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next match is RSL hosting Philadelphia. Uh, he, Kyle Beckerman is suspended. Um, not that we were considering him really at all, but uh, the way Philadelphia came like crashing back after we were touting them for a stack last week. Uh, RSL have not been great, but now we got Philly on the road. Does that make you guys look towards Jao Plata or Rusnak? Or I don't imagine there's really anybody else. Mavsissian, I guess. Yeah. That's three more players than I'm considering from RSL this week. <laughs> so you don't like him this week? Yeah. Home against Philly? No, RSL's a hot mess. Uh, Rusnok 
continues to have some kind of groin problem that is lingering and they keep saying, oh, he's practicing, but it still hurts. And he's, it feels like he just, he knows the team's so bad right now and he's their big off season signing. So it feels like he thinks he has to go out there for them, Mm -hmm. which maybe he does, but he wasn't good uh, last week. I don't really have faith until I see it, that he's healthy again. Their forwards are kind of a big shoulder shrug. Um, I think Lennon's still off with the, then one of the national teams, mm-hmm. Plotin, Mivsissi, and they're whatever. Uh, Plot is another guy. I need to see it from him. He hasn't really looked that great this year. Um, Mavsissi, and he's going to get you a random goal every couple games, but that's about it, and you can't count on it. So I, I don't really see anything from RSL that's encouraging. Uh, their defense isn't very encouraging either, so I'm back on the Philly train this week. Hmm. All right. Skyler, you feel the same can- way? You can call this podcast Philadelphia Union Stack number two. <laughs> uh, for the most part, um, I don't think Mopsisian's been starting, so if Saverino gets the nod again, then I'll probably look at him as a second cheap forward option. He's 4,300. I think Silva started last game, but I do like Plata at, six, Plata at 6,900. He had nine points last game, which isn't great. It's not bad. Uh, anybody that's played him before when he's rolling knows what he can do. So I uh, like him as a little bit of a differential play this week. More or less than Freddie Montero for 100 more. Ooh, that's a tough one. Maybe a little bit more just because I think he brings the peripherals a little more. Okay, and then more or less than CJ Sapong for 300 more. More, for sure. You like Plata more than Sapong? I do. Uh, maybe it's the home home field factor. Uh I don't That's know. crazy. <laughs> Sapong has seven goals this year at least. How many does uh, Plata have this year? Maybe three. Zero. Yeah. Pretty pretty <laughs> short zero. Right. I'm playing it based on the matchup, though. I'm not playing right. it based on... Mm-hmm. Like, is in this is the best possible matchup for Philly? So... I guess you could say that. I mean, <laughs> Salt Lake only gave up a goal at Seattle last game, so... We'll see. So are you um, back on the... second in goals against on the season. Yeah. After Minnesota. JD, are you back on the Medunianine train? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I'm totally serious when I say Philadelphia has possibly the best matchup on the slate. Wow. I don't care that they're on the road. They're so much better right now than RSL is. RSL is one of the worst teams. It's not even close. Their goal differential is worse than Minnesota United's on the season. Hmm. Like, put that into perspective. Minnesota United was one of the historically worst teams defensively to start the year, and their goal differential is still better than RSL's. <laughs> so I imagine $4,300 Andre Blake will get some attention from you. He's already in there as I'm building I'm building this lineup <laughs> as we go through the podcast, and he's literally locked in. I can't imagine another goalie getting in there more. Wow. I don't know what's happening to this podcast, but my gosh. <laughs> okay. What have we been watching the union? They have four straight wins. Um three of them were shutouts and one of them was a lucky Caleb Calvert goal against Colorado. <laughs> so they easily could have four straight shutouts. Yeah. That was the only shot of the game too. <laughs> yeah. Or I should say clean sheets, or I might get fired from the podcast Bob Bradley style. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, clean sheet. I've been saving that for like six months, I guess, huh? <laughs> Unfortunately, Bradley didn't get his six months. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Union stack number two. I love it. Uh, also at eight o'clock Eastern, Colorado hosting Sporting Kansas City. I thought maybe you'd think uh, SKC had the the best matchup of the weekend, at least for a road team. Does that mean you don't like them much or you like Colorado's defense or it's just not nearly as drastic as the Philly at RSL? Yeah, I, I just don't think it's as drastic. You okay. have uh, It's in Colorado too, so you yep. have the altitude factor. Not that you don't at Salt Lake. It's mm-hmm. just to a, a higher degree. and uh, Literally. Yeah, and uh, Axel Hoyberry's back, mm-hmm. which is, is a big boost to their defense for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Skylar, do you have any? Do you f- have one way or the other on this game? Yeah, I do like Colorado at home. I uh, haven't been huge on Sporting Kansas City on the road. They just they're great at home, not as much on the road. And I like Gashi a lot, so I'm gonna try to work him into some lineups. But he's pretty. I mean, he's priced pretty high on on DK for me. Yeah, he is. Um, on the on the sporting side, I guess it it sounds like, well, if we don't get Dom Dwyer back, does do we see Latif Blessing again? Suni Saad get another run out? Does, uh, it, even, does it even see, matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't really matter, but I think you probably get Blessing. He's fast. He can give the, the bigger guys for Colorado some trouble. Um, Garrison, I think, would be a good option. If you mm-hmm. wanted to use someone from SKC, but yeah, I, when I'm looking at like uh, high price midfielders, I see Fail Harbor, and it it seems like an okay matchup, but just other guys stand out a little bit more. So it's kind of tough on the SKC side. I could definitely argue that uh, you should use SKC defenders though, or uh, at least Tim Melia in goal, forty seven hundred. That's not that bad. Mm-hmm. The road goalies in a good matchup I always love because they're going to get shots against them, but I still think they have solid clean sheet opportunity. Right. So. But you obviously like Blake more than Melia. Yes, for sure. Yeah. You're going to end this podcast with an Andre Blake shirt, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I'm a fan. Uh, we have another game at 8 o'clock Eastern, Minnesota hosting Orlando. You guys were pretty high on Kevin Molino in the – uh, FMLS rankings. I actually, JD, you were not as high on Kevin Molino. Let me rephrase that. You have him ninth, and Skyler, you have him first. Uh, Skyler, I'm going to let you explain why you think he's the best option this weekend in terms of midfielders. Uh, let's run down the line. I guess number one's the revenge game factor, which I think is the no, biggest false. factor. I think he's going to be. Uh, <laughs> I think he's. It's a reverse revenge game. He wanted to leave. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, he's going to go off. So I've got him. I'm looking at. I'm tinkering with my MLS fantasy team right now as we're recording because we're about. Yeah, 45 guess, minutes some... from lock. <laughs> uh, or no, hour, hour and 45, excuse me. Yeah, so, but he's got the captain's armband on right now. Whoa. Um, he's been really solid even without uh, goals or assists. Yeah, he hit five points. Last round without a goal or an assist, he had a defending bonus, shot bonus, attacking bonus, and that's just FMLS. So 
if you're talking DraftKings, I really love him. Uh, Seventy six hundred is a great price for the production he's been bringing. I think he hit eleven crosses last week. Wow, and five shots. Just eleven, yeah, eleven crosses. Yeah. So love that thirty one points a game before that. That's just a glimpse of what he can do. So he's my number one this week. Orlando's not been looking good in the back. I think he's going to go at him, and I think he's going to score some goals. So. All right, J.D., you got him ninth behind. All right, so th- that was a really convenient uh, snapshot of his last two games, but the prior three games, he doesn't even have double-digit points. All three of those games are at home. Um, yeah, and look who they're against. Sporting Kansas City, San Jose, Colorado. I mean, that's, that's some pretty true. tough defenses right there. I mean, San Jose on the road, Colorado on the road, give me a break. Uh, you just said Sporting Kansas City wasn't that good on the road. They have, I think, one win, three draws, three losses. So I don't want to hear any of that. Um, I don't think the matchup's particularly good. It's Orlando City, who've been fairly good defensively this year. I know they just got ran over by NYCFC this past week. But uh, as long as they leave Kaká out of the lineup, they're going to be fine defensively. Um, I, I just really don't see the appeal more than usual, I guess, is my consideration for this. We've been ranking Molino right around the uh, the bottom of the top 10, the maybe uh, high teens area. And that's right around where I have him. I have him number nine. I look at a guy like Nicholas Ladero, and I have no idea how you can put Kevin Molino ahead of him consistently. Uh, same with Alessandrini. Yeah, I'm not Almir- consistently putting him ahead of him. This week was, was tougher than others, and I think yeah, I Yeah, okay, that's uh... what I didn't – consistently was a terrible word. But uh, <laughs> you have Almiron coming off a hat trick. It's it's just really tough for me to put Molino ahead of these kinds of guys when he's a, a winger that's not always in, in the action making plays. He's been extremely good this season, but I, I just think it's a little bit of an overreaction because of the matchup, personally, and that's why I, I kind of ranked him where I have been. I don't really think it's a revenge game because he won it out of town so bad. Uh, he was kind of the one at fault there. If anything, it's a, an Adrian Heath revenge game, which... Uh, Maybe that helps Molino a little bit. I don't know. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah, I respect Orlando a lot. Hmm. I respect Orlando a lot. Um, their defense has been good, especially at home, but now they're on the road. They just got thrashed 3-0 by New York City at home. <laughs> it was pretty painful. Yeah, and, but, and as of two weeks ago, they were unbeaten at home. Actually, they actually won every game at home. They didn't even draw, so... I don't know. I just think Orlando's a good team. Jason Christ has them playing defensively. They're going to do that again this week. And if he realizes that Kaká should not be starting, um, the team was much better when he was not a starter. He was more of a super sub. Then I think they're going to have a good road game. It's so, like a revenge game for Orlando too. <laughs> that's how. It, <clears throat> that's some some of the way that I would look at it. So, who do you like from Orlando then? Like can you not? Uh, can Kyle, you take it? Kyle Kyle Laren would be a great play from Orlando, even though he's coming off his worst game of the season. Mm-hmm. But Minnesota, their defense has cleaned up a little bit, but they're still more vulnerable than most defenses. Hmm. Yeah, like Rivas for the price at sixty five hundred. He's had he he's pretty he's much really like any time. Yeah, anytime he's on the field, it's like he's hitting double digits. So. Um, yeah. I like it, and yeah, I mean, if Kaká's out there, then 
I'd probably consider him, but I don't think he's he's gonna. Well, I think he's gonna start for sure. I just I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know. Eighty two hundred is is tough for after seeing that game against New York City. Kaká might be more motivated than Molino is in this one because he really took Molino under his wing, and he uh, like when Molino tore his ACL, Kaká scored and lifted up his shirt, and it was the Kevin Molino number on his shirt. Oh yeah. Um. And then Molina just wanted out so bad that Kaká might feel a little bit insulted about that. So, like you're you're not going to really take Kaká at 82 and not Gashi because it's at a revenge game for Kaká. <laughs> <laughs> and who not Gashi? Right. Is that what you said? Or Bolaños at 81? Like, why are we thrilled about Gashi all of a sudden? I just not thrilled about him. But are you going to take him? Are you going to okay. take Kaká over Gashi? Maybe. Wow. There's also some Bolaños overreaction going on lately that uh, I think I ranked him much lower than everybody else. But hmm. oh, he didn't get ranked at all by Zadroik. Never mind. Hmm. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm taking a a little bit of a bigger picture approach to some of the recent performances in terms of form. And Skyler Skyler usually has his uh, finger on the pulse in terms of these guys. So. Well, yeah, I think with fantasy, you got You definitely got to have some recency bias. But a guy like Bolaños, I mean, he's pretty much double digits night in, night out, less a few games, a little the, blip here and there. But the problem with Bolaños is he's not, he doesn't have all of the set pieces, and you're paying eighty one hundred. Right. I mean, the the rankings, I guess, aren't really based on the whatever the DraftKings stuff. He's had three assists in the past two games, so that's kind of yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. A little bit more, so. Sure. Hmm. Okay. Um, did I say Scott Sutter out loud? No, but no? you probably were thinking it, and so was I. Yeah. What do we think about Scott Sutter? <laughs> Fifty three hundred is kind of high for as as much as we said. There's not uh, a lot of like really expensive guys in this slate. It seems like fifty five hundred is pretty, or excuse me, fifty three is pretty high for. For a defender, although Breck Shea at fifty six hundred is just screaming at you, huh? <laughs> if you if you fade Alessandrini, you can pay whatever you want for yeah. fullbacks. Yeah, that's a fair. That's point. pretty much the the deciding factor, and yeah, maybe it's tough if you go BWP and Kyle Laren, but other than that, hmm. I don't think we're gonna have a a terrible time with Price this week. And I should say Molino's there's a decent chance he's in my lineup i just number one midfielder on the entire weekend was a little much for me <laughs> all right but his price is his price 7600 that's great yeah it's a really good price yeah no i mean the number one thing just the yeah i could definitely i think ladero is right there um i mean i could have it probably flip-flopped the two um this week was probably the toughest week for me to choose a, a top midfielder especially with acosta in the mix which i think you had him your number one I did, yeah, because right if anyone's going to play games. two games, it should be him, and he's yeah. been good enough that I, I feel like if you give me two games of him versus one of everybody else, uh, I'll roll the dice with that. Mm-hmm. It's a little, yeah. I guess it's a little safer, too, even. but Yeah, for sure. I mean, with with uh, jumping back to Scott Sutter, though, he's definitely up, up against Minnesota. He's worth paying 5300 for. I mean, if we're talking about maybe some goals here, then I think he could be involved. I think he earned a PK last game or two games ago or something, but he's just, he's up and down the flank. I like him a lot at that price. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the price so much, but just a, a defender play that's that active, I guess. Right. 
That makes sense. Uh, let's move to the last game because we may as well talk about Alessandrini. We've got the Galaxy at the Earthquakes. So, JD, do you think you'll pay up for Alessandrini? Um, I don't think so. I'm well. It's a coin flip right now because I'm building my lineup, and he kind of makes me have to to pay down at a, a defender spot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have I have some guys I really like at the fullback spot, um, but I do think he's a good play this weekend for sure. He's been playing very well once again. He has uh, three straight DraftKings games here over 16 points, a little blip uh, against Philadelphia, of course, and then he has a, another set of good games behind that. So he's been extremely consistent. San Jose haven't been that great lately. I they just beat Dallas on the road. Yeah. But Dallas had 62% possession. I believe they had almost double the shots as San Jose did. And it was just Jameer Hika had, a, had an outstanding goal. It's a crime that it wasn't the goal of the week. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think San Jose generated a ton of chances. That said, Los Angeles are, are not in a good spot either. They just lost Baggio Husidic for apparently a broken leg is only six weeks these days. <laughs> Um, and Jao Pedro's struggling to even make the game this weekend. Yeah. He's got some kind of knock. So they're, they're having a rough time in the midfield, and they already were even when those guys were playing. So this is going to be a good game. It's going to be back and forth, but I don't see it as dominant for uh, for San Jose. And if anything, they've defended well on the wings this year, um, probably better than most teams. Mm-hmm. Skylar, what do you think about Wando this week? I don't love him. Um, I mean, maybe if you want to, if you need a late game hammer, then I think if you're going there, if you're going in, into a GPP behind, then. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I just feel like I'll probably use that forward slot or the utility slot before it gets to that game. So. Okay. I'm a little surprised that the Wando Whisperer is. Me too. Uh, is is down on him this week. If anything, this is one of the best matchups of the year for him. I'm shocked. Yeah. I mean, you've got, yeah, you've got a point there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally off him. I just, it feels like there's some better plays on the board. At forward, you have BWP, Laren. I like Ramirez a little more. I like Montero a little bit more. I mean, I'd say he's right there with Plata for me. Um, oh maybe, man, that's insulting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Wando a little bit more just based on the price, but that's a tough call. I mean, Wando's been good, but he's so goal dependent. Just he's always tough for me to play unless I really need somebody somebody to pull through some goals late in the night. Mm-hmm. At least, at least he's goal dependent. Plata is nothing. Like well, he's, Plata, he's not getting any goals and he's not getting any points. <laughs> yeah, generally he's been good for the peripherals, which last game, I think we saw more of that. So that's where I would go if I'm going with Plata, but um, I don't know. I, I would play Wando this week. I'm not saying I would, you might, you're not going to see a lineup that I don't have him in. Or let me rephrase that. There yeah. might be a lineup that, <laughs> there we that go. has Wando in it. <laughs> well, um, we all knew that from the multi-entry king. I just really <laughs> wanted to call you the Wando Whisperer. <laughs> yeah, don't know about it this week hmm. 
I'll go on the record and say Wanda is going to score this week. Boom. Oh, there's there's the the real Wanda whisper right there. <laughs> Anyone or JD, you willing to take the FMLS shot on Wanda? Oh, maybe. He's like always so overpriced in that game that it's tough. Um. Yeah, he is probably. I'm trying to look now. Eight six. That's actually pretty good. Oh wow, that's affordable. Mm-hmm. I I honestly am thinking about it now. The only reason I keep harping on this is because I thought about it too. <laughs> I want I want Dempsey almost for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard JD this excited about Wando. It's the only and reason. I love yeah. I love Wando, but so I, like in fantasy, it's tough to take him a lot of times. That's the El Clasico factor, I guess. There we go. Oh, for sure. And the Galaxy are not good defensively at all right yeah, minnesota definitely against have, numbers minnesota definitely should have had a few more goals uh last game they lost 2-1 but roe came up with some massive saves mm-hmm. i think christian ramirez could have had a hat trick mm-hmm. so la have actually been average defensively and i think if anything they've been better lately actually they've been worse when i sort by i was gonna four. say once uh <laughs> when Jermaine Jones left, and then now Husidic. Apparently, gone. I have no idea what the Galaxy are doing this season. I thought, <laughs> I thought they've been better. Well, they have been better lately in terms of wins, um, yeah. but not goals against. Apparently, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. They're not that great, though. Let's put it that way. And San Jose have been a better team this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You looking at Godoy at all? No. Oh wait, yeah. You mean Hika? I uh, I actually did mean Godoy. But no, <laughs> but are you looking at Hika? Yeah, I Hika. heard someone call him Hikachu this week, which I thought was cool. <laughs> hmm. All right. His goal. Did you guys see his goal? It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was pretty yes, impressive. Was nice. Over Matt Hedges. That's like the one defender you usually can't do any of that kind of stuff against. Mm. Do we think he There's plays... actually a lot of good goals lately in MLS. There have been, yeah. Do we think Hedges plays both games this week? Yeah, if Zimmerman didn't travel, which it sounds like he didn't, then mm-hmm. Hedges has to play both, I right. think. Yeah, I think he's got the best chance of any Dallas player to play both, along with maybe Acosta. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how expensive Hedges is on um, FMLS. Is he the most expensive uh, defender? Him and Youngworth have to be up there. Yeah, yeah Hedges is 7-1. Gosh. Oh, wow. Youngworth's only 6'3". Youngworth's, yeah. Yeah, we're only talking for our own benefit when we talk about FMLS right now, but <laughs> yeah. Hedges is definitely worth the 7-1 this week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You're right about that. Let's go to Sunday. We have no DraftKings prices up, and it's way too late for FMLS, so it should be a great conversation. Um, <laughs> Atlanta well, hosting... someone's... Yeah, we're going to play some fantasy on Sunday. Yeah, of so... course. Atlanta hosting New York, Dallas hosting Houston. Let's um, go to the first game. If you had to pick one between Almiron and David Villa, who do you pick? David Villa. Wow, that was quick. Yep. Not even a hesitation, yep, huh? In no, Atlanta? not even a hesitation. Okay. It, NYCFC's midfield is dominant, so I think they can really jam things up and make it tough for Almiron. I still like him a lot. Uh, obviously, I think I talked him up like, Last week, I think I wrote him up uh, pretty heavily in my article, which probably made other people win the money instead of me. But <laughs> he uh, he was amazing. 
and he's he's going to continue to grow as a player. But David Villa, I mean, he's already been so good. He's I think he has forty nine goals in seventy four games. So let's make it let's make it twenty or fifty and seventy five rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a run! That's crazy. Yeah, and these these teams played just a few weeks ago, and Villa had a goal and an assist, yep. five shots. Just looked like he was ready to tear him apart. And granted, it was at New York City. This one's at Atlanta, but I don't doubt that he could do it at Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Who's the third guy then in this game? Well, I like Maxi Morales a lot. He's He's been uh, playing very well. He's a guy that pairs with Villa almost perfectly. They seem to have a great connection. Um yeah, that's probably what I would go with. I okay. guess you can make an argument for one of the wingers for New York or for uh, Vialba up top for Atlanta. Um, but overall, I think Maxi Morales and Villa are a great combination on this slate. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to go with, with Morales, especially with Pirlo out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. He's on everything. Him and Villa are finally connecting, so it's good to see and fun to watch for sure. Fun for fantasy purposes as well. For sure. Uh, all right, let's go to the the other game then, Dallas-Houston. Are there any Houston guys? You, I mean, we we think that Dallas will be kind of full strength for this one. So are there any guys from Houston that are worth playing? That's a tough one because it's a two-game slate, but yeah. I just I don't know where, where I'm going to go with Houston. I'm probably not going to have any Houston exposure, honestly. Yeah, you could pray that Cuba Torres gets like his seventeenth penalty kick of the year. <laughs> um, I don't know. They didn't play Cubo or Kyoto last game, and they got walloped. Yeah, they played Wanger and De- Demarcus Beasley on the wing against Atlanta, and I guess they ju- they just tried to literally pack it in completely inside their eighteen or whatever. Uh, that didn't work. It was four to one Atlanta. Now they're going to Dallas, a rival. Um, I really don't care that they're playing tonight because I think they're going to rest a lot of their most important players. So we'll obviously have to see, but I think Dallas takes care of that game pretty easily. That's what I figured. Um, how do we, how do we play or what's the reaction if Javier Morales starts? Dallas Houston, if Javier Mo starts. Yeah. Um, like, has he done enough in the minutes that we've seen really. this year? To, yeah. I mean, maybe on a two-game slate, then, yeah, for the price, I'm sure he'll be pretty cheap. He's like 4300 tonight, so he just hasn't been jumping off the charts, though, like he used to. Mm-hmm. Nothing to get too excited about other than the price. Right. I feel like this slate has a lot of guys that you either could get really excited about or not excited at all like they're not sure there is a middle ground on anyone like i feel like you i'm have... kind of in the middle i'm in the middle on hobby mo so that's even higher than okay that's i fair. mean he's if he's going to be on set pieces i assume if he's in maybe Acosta's not playing or mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it seems like he's on a lot of set pieces even when they're both in um that's about all he's been doing but he certainly still can shoot i mean the guy's a a freak of nature when it comes to putting the ball in the right spot with a shot on target. So I don't know. He, he's lost some of his legs, but against Houston, 
I think he could play. He could be fine. Okay. That said, if you're going to play Javi Mo like as a coach, Oscar Pereja, I think tonight would be the better night to play him. Yeah. Because Houston's more of a counterattacking team. That's probably the worst possible thing you could have Javi Mo on the field for is to defend <laughs> against that. Right. Um, not that Chicago's midfield can't run all over him as well, but they're more of a traditional traditional team that's tough to play against, and maybe maybe his kind of veteran qualities would be better suited tonight, even without the legs. Makes sense. So if anyone's playing the Javier Morales fantasy game, <laughs> uh, where it's just him, I just broke everything down for you perfectly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love those Javi Mo leagues. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I got nothing else. You guys have anything? Any last nope, Wando go words? Pens. We got one hour till the Penguins, game seven. That's uh, right. I know I'm, I'm spoiled by a, a great hockey team, but it would be nice if they made the finals again. That's right, against the team that Skyler pretends to cheer for when he thinks about hockey. Smashville, baby. <laughs> First time he's... <laughs> he didn't even know that Atlanta Thrashers existed uh, for his whole life, and now he's he's hopping on the Preds bandwagon. Well, they they move closer to him just for the uh, for the support. So, of course, I gotta get to a game, guys. Go fill the Golden Boot Saturday night. Let's get these MLS contests filled, and uh, hopefully the the prize pools will keep growing. Yeah, the Golden Boot eighty five uh, entries. So just. Strategically speaking, I think a lot of us, maybe Skylar can even speak to it better than me, a lot of us that jump into that golden boot play a pretty much a cash lineup with maybe one difference or two. So if you feel great about someone like I feel about Philadelphia this week, uh, might be worth it to get in there. That's a, a nice chunk of change you could win. Mm-hmm. 470 bucks to the winner, which I feel like you don't see much on MLS slates, so. Definitely not. There you go. Go fill it, and uh, I hope everyone does really well in that. Not as well as my lineup in there, but just, you know, (laughs) I hope you cash. And, uh, guys, thanks, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.